Welcome, and thank you for listening to Sandy Creek Stirrings. I'm your host, Joshua Jimenez. And if you're going to win souls, you've got to love souls. In spite of their meanness, in spite of the way they look, in spite of everything, you've got to seek to bring souls to Jesus Christ because you love them, because Jesus loved them, and because Jesus died for them, and you're trying to bring them to the Son of God. The Bible says in Psalm 84, 11, my last verse, for the Lord God is a sun and shield. The Lord will give grace and glory. No good thing will he withhold from them that walk uprightly. I based my whole life on that, that it pays to serve God, and I believe that with all my heart. God has given us a guidebook. God has given us a directional map. And that guidebook, that map, is the precious Word of God. Listen, don't just go and sit in the pew. Find some way to serve and serve as a family. Be a part of everything at church. And when you learn to love what God loves, um, your children will learn to love it as well. Homes are not that spiritually strong. We're getting overtaken by the world quickly, but unfortunately, we're pumping all the sewage in. You know, we're letting the world in when that ought to be a haven. Well, welcome back to Sandy Creek Stirrings, and I want to wish you a very Merry Christmas through all the episodes of Sandy Creek Stirrings. You know what a big fan I am of Christmas. It is my favorite season of the year. Of course, one of the shortest seasons of the year for me. Christmas, that time period, you know, it seems like so many people, they're violating the rules. Um, they are violating the rules. They're starting the Christmas time period like once Halloween is over, and um, I just disagree with that. We totally miss that great holiday of Thanksgiving, which just it just caps off the fall season. You know, the red leaves and the color changing. To me, Thanksgiving just caps off that season, but it's also like the revolving door because it opens right up. As it as it closes, it opens up. It's, you know, it's kind of like one of those doors that you would see in the kitchen of a restaurant that, you know, they go through, you know, it swings both ways. And for me, for, for the November, you know, whatever day Thanksgiving falls upon, when you hit that door, you're closing the door to the fall season, but you're opening the door to Christmas. And I know I'm philosophizing really deep right here, uh, but I just love Christmas season. And it's it's so short, four weeks, and then it's over. And uh, But I love it so much. I enjoy the Christmas season. So we are here today going to talk about what every Christmas needs, what every Christmas needs. And here are the top 10 things that I believe you have to have to have a good, traditional, a great Christmas. I believe you have to have these things. Now, if I leave out anything you enjoy, maybe you add it to the list and you can do that on your podcast. And uh, But today we're doing my podcast. And so this is Sandy Creek Stirrings. And, uh, but we're going to have a lot of fun today. A Christmas... Um, we're going to talk about what every Christmas needs, and uh, these are my top 10 things. And let me tell you, um, I'll give you some things that did not make the list. These just, for me, that I didn't I didn't feel inclined to include them. I just, you know, I think you can have a Christmas without these. And uh, But before we get into that, I want to give you a couple things that we've got going on here on the podcast uh, as we go to finish up the year of 2021. And so today is Tuesday, December, oh, it's the 14th. And uh, so we'll be releasing today's episode, and we've got another episode coming out on Friday. Now, today is What Every Christmas Needs. Next episode here on Friday on the 17th, 
is kind of going to, well, let me give it to you this way. Point number one that we give, the number one thing that I believe you need to do, that you need to have to truly have a great Christmas. Um, we'll briefly mention it here on today's episode, but then we will go on Friday's episode and spend the whole episode talking about how do you implement that? How do you do that practically? What's some practical things I can do to implement that? And you say, I don't get it. You'll understand by the time you're done listening to today's episode. Last year, we did something else. I want to do this again. So on December 24th, which is Friday, which is Christmas Eve this year, we're going to be replaying our Christmas piano playlist. And of course, these are CDs that I've gained permission from um, the publishers to be able to play for you. And uh, so we'll be playing that. This will be a great piano playlist of Christmas music that you can play, whether it be on Christmas Eve as some light piano music or maybe while you're opening gifts on Christmas Day. But uh, a lot of people really enjoy just having something that's good, Christ-honoring, God-honoring music that's nice, it's it's gentle, and uh, but just good Christmas music. And so we'll be playing that again on Christmas Eve, so that'll be a Christmas piano playlist. And then on the 21st, I want to spend that time talking about the real point of Christmas. And what I'm going to do is I'm actually going to, on that day, play a message for you that I preached not too long ago on really why did Christ come. And so that episode will be entitled Born to Die, Born to Die. And so that episode will come out on the 21st. So just kind of giving you some things for moving forward and what we're looking at. And I'm excited about the different things we have going on here at Sandy Creek Stirrings. Don't forget, of course, our podcast episode series we've been doing entitled, Where Is My Church Going? Ten Signs Your Church Is Changing. And uh, so that's been a great series. We'll release some more of those here shortly. But here we go, 10 things that I believe every Christmas needs. Now, if you hear paper rustling in the background, normally I have my episodes typed out on the laptop and uh, with a little outline, but today I, I sat down with a pen and a paper. You just, you can't beat a pen and paper sometimes. A good good pen, and you know, maybe we should dedicate a whole episode to the reason you should uh, carry a good pen. And um, But I scribbled down a few things that I've got here for you today. And as I sat down and thought, you know, what does every Christmas need? And I thought, you know, 10 things, 10 things every Christmas needs. And so I began writing these down, and these are the way I wrote them out. I'm not changing them. I'm leaving them right there. I believe these are the things, the 10 things that every Christmas needs. And so very practical, very applicable episode for you today. Now here, let me tell you, let me tell you some things that did not make the list. And I know right now I'm going to divide the nation. There is just going to be a national divide. Some people are going to be on my side. Some people are not going to be on my side. Who knows what kind of trouble I'm going to cause today with this episode. But let me tell you a couple things that did not make my list. You don't have to have these for Christmas. And number one is um, that did not make the list, okay? Number one was shopping. I don't think you have to have Christmas, like going to the store, shopping to be able to have a great Christmas. Here's the deal. Uh, so many people have switched to online shopping. 
And uh, right or wrong, I know there's a bunch of different opinions on. Well, you know, you should you know you should support the local businesses and small businesses, and I understand, and I do. Many of the places that I order from, just because you shop online, doesn't mean that you're not supporting a local business or a small business. A lot of places are letting you order online now, even if they're a small business. And so that's a different discussion for a different time. But Christmas shopping isn't on my list. Uh, caroling. Oh, I know. I I know. This this was a hard one. Caroling. I'm not a huge caroling fan. Um, I've been caroling with my youth group. We went caroling in the islands. I'm just not a huge caroling fan. I, I don't I don't know what it is, but that didn't make it for me. Here's something that my family does every year. We live in a small rural town, so this is a big thing. But we have the Christmas parade. Now, I'll be honest with you, we used to go to a Christmas parade in a bigger city that we used to live in. You couldn't pay me to go to that parade anymore um, because of the filth you have to watch that goes down the streets. Thankfully, we still live in a rural town that still loves God and country, amen, and they have this cute little Christmas parade, and we do that, but I it didn't make my cut. I just don't think it's necessary to have the Christmas parade, though I enjoy it. I love taking my kids. I don't think it's completely necessary. Uh, Santa Claus. I, I know some of you are now crying. You're like, but Santa, he's the one who brings you the gifts. Let's let's just be honest, okay? I'm gonna I'm gonna you know I'm gonna give y'all some of y'all nightmares tonight. Santa Claus is not real. Um, I don't know if you knew that. I know everything is based on Santa Claus coming to town, um, but he's just not real, folks. Let's go ahead and admit it. And it's okay to tell your kids. And um, I told my teenagers in teen group this past week, you know, Santa Claus is not real. And I thought we might have tears. None of them cried, so that's a good thing. And uh, But I don't think you have to have Santa Claus. And, uh, you know, uh, yeah, that's a different topic for a whole different time, too. And um, here's one that I think a lot of people will be on my side. Um, but there will be a few of you who will absolutely scorn this podcast um, after I tell you. But fruitcake did not make my list as as a round of applause goes around the world, a few amens. Um, fruitcake, it just didn't make my list. I just, I'll be honest with you, there is a lady in our church that my mother says makes the best fruitcake ever. I have not tried her fruitcake, so the jury will be out until I try her fruitcake, but... Until then, I have not found a fruitcake that I even remotely enjoy. I'm sorry, ladies. I know you love your fruitcake, and, uh, but I just I haven't found one yet. And here's the one that's probably going to be the most divisive of all of them, especially if my wife is listening because she loves these. Um, candy canes didn't make my list. I'm just not a huge candy cane fan. I, um, my wife and I were sitting here last night, and she wanted to watch a Hallmark chick flick, and um, so we watched the Hallmark. You know, the same thing happens every single Hallmark, and you know. So anyway, but I sat there, and there was I'm sitting next to the Christmas tree. There's a candy cane, you know, hanging there off of one of the branches. So I grabbed it. I opened it, started eating it, and I thought, yeah, this is the reason I don't I don't like candy canes. And um, as I said, this is my personal list. I know you're probably getting angry. Please don't drive off the road. Keep driving straight. And uh, you probably want to know, though, so what is it? What are the 10 things that you must have for a great traditional Christmas? And I'll give you those 10 things. All right, here we go. We'll go from least important to most important. Here we go. Number 10. And oh, you know, I wrote all these down in no particular order. And then the difficult part was going back and numbering them. 
And I really thought this one should be higher, but I just couldn't put it any higher. And so number 10, I think you're going to have a hard time. This is me personally. I think you're going to have a hard time having a wonderful Christmas without the movie It's a Wonderful Life. I mean, Wonderful Christmas, Wonderful Life. I just don't know if they can compete, you know, if they can, you know, if you can have one without the other. You have to have It's a Wonderful Life. And some of you are like, I have no clue what you're talking about. You have never had a true Christmas. And that sounds terrible. I'm just kidding. But I think, you know, It's a Wonderful Life. It's a classic. When was it done? I think it was the 40s. And um, by one of my personal favorite old-time actors, uh, Jimmy Stewart. I don't know if you can beat some of his acting skills that he had. And, uh, you know, was a war hero. He wasn't no draft dodger like some of these guys were. He, He did his part. It was a pilot. And uh, predominantly played clean movies. And uh, so I appreciate the the movie It's a Wonderful Life. And at the end, you'll be crying and, uh, you know, that a boy Clarence and uh, all that stuff. And so It's a Wonderful Life, just great. And uh, you got to love that movie. And you may not love it, but I do. And so it's number 10. And so I think you have to have It's a Wonderful Life. Now, there's some other great classic Christmas movies I think you need to have in your collection. Um but if I could only pick one, oh, that would be hard. Because I got another one I really love. But I think I'd have to pick It's a Wonderful Life. And uh, it's just a classic. You got to have it. All right, here we go. Number nine. Number nine. If you want a great Christmas, here's what you need. Number nine. You got to have some sort of Christmas party. I think during the season, at some point, you need a Christmas party of some sort. Maybe it's a family party. Maybe it's a church party. I think church party wins. And uh, But church party, you know, here's the deal. I love my church so much. We are a family. And so I love getting to have a church party with my church, or Christmas party with my church family. And we do a, a VSIBC Christmas party every year. We have the most wonderful time. It's great. And so I think you're going to have a hard time having a wonderful Christmas without at some point going out and gathering around with some friends or family or church family or your cats and having a Christmas party. And um, I don't, you know, what what does the party entail? I'm talking about a clean party, you know, no drinking, no smoking, no nothing, you know, none of that bad stuff. But we're talking like, you know, a white elephant gift exchange. And if you hear that random noise in the background, it just started raining really hard. So, um, but I, you know, a white elephant gift exchange, you know, some Christmas crap. I'm not a huge craft guy, but some Christmas crafts. By the way, gingerbread houses will never make my list. I hate gingerbread houses, and I'm just not a crafty guy. And uh, but you know, so, some some crafts, some white elephant gift exchange. You know, some uh, some food. You know, a little potluck, Christmas cookies. You know, those are things that go into making a Christmas party great. And so that for me is number nine, a Christmas party. Number eight, I think you need one of the two. Or both. Both is better. And but number number eight is you need some apple cider or some hot cocoa. All right. You need one of those two. I'm a big apple cider guy. If I only had to pick one, I'd pick the apple cider. And the reason why is is because most of you are when you say hot cocoa, you're talking about like a Swiss Miss packet in a cup of hot water. And that's not even cocoa really. That's like 
I don't know what that is. And it's like it's like low fat chocolate milk um, that you heat it up. And um, but the, you know if you're gonna if you're gonna do hot cocoa right with Swiss Miss, please use milk. And so put you know don't don't skim milk it, don't two percent it. You know, go the whole way. The Bible says something about giving your all, and uh, so I believe the cow should do it too. Give your all and uh, whole milk, and uh, stop watering it down. That's a message right there. We could preach on that. And uh, but no, so Swiss Miss. You know, if you're gonna do Swiss Miss, do the milk and um, and do the milk. But you know, for me, that doesn't even cut it. I like you know the stove top in a little saucepan the cocoa powder and the sugar and you whisk it and you got to whisk it for so long and you can't stop whisking it and you get a cramp in your elbow and then in your wrist and then in your shoulder and then your whole body just starts cramping up because you got to keep stirring it and then slowly it just starts bubbling and oh you pour it out and it's that perfect oh that 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 is hot cocoa and uh, not the Swiss Miss stuff y'all messing with. Uh, it's hot cocoa is the stuff in the saucepan on the stovetop. So if you don't have that hot cocoa, I think apple cider is the next best way to go. Now I'm totally flipping the page on the apple cider because I, I just haven't found, I have not found a, a jug of cheap because I'm not going to go buy the glass jug of apple cider. I haven't found a jug of, of cheap apple cider, non-alcoholic, let me put this out there, non-alcoholic apple cider that's any good. And so I'll be honest with you, I like the stuff that comes from Walmart in the packets. And I know I'm totally flipping the table on some of y'all, but this is just, that's the way it is. It's got the best flavor. It's good. You know, maybe add a little cinnamon, you know, add a little you know, nutmeg. I'm fine with that too. But, um, you know, those, those are the things that make it great. So number eight is definitely apple cider or hot cocoa. Number seven, here we go. I don't know. Uh, you know, I'm kind of violating where I grew up, um, for a little bit. Um, but I don't know that you could have a truly, truly great Christmas unless you have number seven, cold temperatures. And I know some of y'all are from like Key West and, you know, where I used to live in Fort Myers, Florida. And, uh, but you need it to be a little chilly. You know, you don't want it blazing. You don't want to sweat. You, you, you know, you want it right there, the max of, you know, 70. Even that's a little hot. Uh, you know, max of 65. You want the lows down in the 30s. I like for the lows to drop down into the teens at night and then be a high in the middle of the 40s. That's just Christmas weather. I, I spent a little time in South Florida, so I understand, you know, it's hot. You can't really help it. But then again, when I was a little kid, we were in Missouri. It got cold. It snowed. We spent some time in Canada. It got cold. It, it got cold and it snowed. And um, so I don't, you know... Y'all can say whatever you want, but I don't think you can have a truly wonderful Christmas as wonderful as it could be if you had cold temperatures. I mean, there's a reason the song says, I'm dreaming of a white Christmas. You've never heard a song that I've heard of um, that says, I'm dreaming of a hot Christmas, you know, sweating all over the place. And uh, you just don't have that. So cold temperatures, I feel, are a necessity for a truly great Christmas. Here we go. Number six. Number six is gifts. Yeah, I, I think I would have a little hard time uh, having a truly great Christmas without gifts. And here's the deal. I'll put this right out there. Yeah, I don't have to get gifts. 
myself, like given to me to have a great Christmas. But boy, if you took away that part where I get to get Christmas gifts and give them to other people, oh, I'd be really hurting because that's one of the parts that I so enjoy about Christmas time is making the list not for myself. I do, I do not like making Christmas lists for myself. and uh, But I so enjoy going over and, and trying to figure out what my wife would enjoy and what my kids would enjoy and what my what my family, extended family would enjoy. I love that. And so I think you'd have a difficult time. Imagine if you got rid of gift giving. I think you'd have a difficult time having a wonderful Christmas. That's my opinion, but I really think that's a necessity. So that's at number six. Number five, and yes, I know the, you may disagree with number five, you know, number six should be higher. And you know, now that I'm looking at it, it probably should be, but We've already recorded this portion, so it's going to stick at number six. But number five is fudge. Yeah, I I know. I just blew your mind. Gifts was six. Fudge is five. You know, we could probably flip-flop those. And uh, But I don't know that you can have a truly wonderful Christmas without fudge. Without fudge. And, you know, I fudge is my favorite Christmas food period like anything you put in your mouth christmas time fudge is number one like i've got a little container of fudge sitting right over there and i think i'm about to start eating it while i'm recording this podcast episode and i will finish off an eight by eight one inch thick pan of fudge in like two days by myself and i just love fudge my wife wants to know how i don't get sick i don't know i just love fudge so much and um don't y'all Listen to me very closely. Don't y'all be a bunch of sinners making that peanut butter fudge. That is ungodly. And nobody wants peanut butter fudge. And don't even make the white chocolate fudge. I don't know what's wrong with you people. Just get that nice, classic, either dark chocolate or milk chocolate fudge. That's the way to go. Give me a pan of that and a knife, and I will cut it up and eat it all in one sitting while I cry my eyes out at the end of It's a Wonderful Life. And so fudge is just a necessity, and you've got to have fudge. Number four, here we go. Number four, I think you have to have the smell of pine, the smell of... Christmas tree. Oh, can you imagine a Christmas without that smell? A smell of a Christmas tree. And I know some of y'all like artificial Christmas trees and to each his own. But to me, I have to have the real Christmas tree because of the smell. It's amazing. Not only that, but then we buy candles for like every room of the house and they're all Christmas tree scented. Yes. And then we buy air freshener, the spray, Glade. And what is it? It's Christmas tree scented. We buy the little you know, use it things. I don't I don't remember what you call them exactly, but you know the little squishy things that you pull up. It's like in this little canister and it smells and it's in the bathroom. Christmas tree. Y'all, you've got to have the smell of Christmas trees if you want truly wonderful Christmas. Number three. I think you need Christmas decorations. Yes, Christmas decorations. You know, think about it. Imagine a Christmas with no decorations. No lights, no ornaments, no garland, no tinsel, no mistletoe. Come on, husbands, we like the mistletoe. No mistletoe, no... um, no star, no lighted star, no bows, no bells, no gold, no green, no red, no none of that. No Christmas tree. That's a Christmas decoration. No Christmas tree. 
that'd be pretty sad. Uh, it it brings tears to my eyes just thinking about it. And uh, but you know, I, I think you'd have a hard time having a truly great Christmas if you had no decorations. Period. And so I think that's a necessity. I truly do. And so that's number three. Number two, though, and this is where we're gonna start. You know, people might get a little angry here. You know, maybe they would have put gifts up at number two, but I think number two is Christmas music. Yeah. I mean, can you imagine just no Christmas music? No O Holy Night. No The First Noel. No Silent Night. No Away in the Manger. No Beautiful Star of Bethlehem. No Joy to the World. No Hark the Herald Angels Sing. No, uh, you know, White Christmas. Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas. You know, whatever other songs. You know, the Christmas song, Chestnuts Roasting on an Open Fire. How many of you have actually done that? Just just curious. If you've done that before, email me, Joshua at SandyCreekStirrings.com. There's a little plug. and uh, But, you know, I don't know that you can have a wonderful Christmas without Christmas music. And I'll be honest with you, my some of my most favorite Christmas music of the year is just like orchestra symphony Christmas music. You know, no words, nothing like that. I just love the symphony orchestra Christmas music. It's just great. They got the bells and the jingle bells and, and you know, all these things that they play in an orchestra. And uh, you can tell I'm really knowledgeable about what's actually played in an orchestra. And uh, But I just, you know, Christmas music has to be part of the season. Because here's the deal. You go Christmas shopping, what do you expect to hear? Christmas music. You go to the Christmas party, what do you expect to have? Christmas music. You're going to wrap gifts. What do you want? Christmas music. You're going to watch It's a Wonderful Life. What do they sing? Hark the Herald Angels Sing. You want to sit, um, sip hot cocoa by the fireplace with the Christmas tree. What are you going to listen to? Christmas music. Okay, so I think that Christmas music really is high on the list and should be for good reason. And if you don't like this list so far, if you don't like number two through number 10 and you would reorder them, or maybe you would throw something in, do not do the fruitcake, do not do the gingerbread houses, those are automatically out. And um, But if you would change something up, you can email that to me and uh, I'll read over your suggestions for next year. And uh, so those are my two through 10. Now you want to know my number one, if you, if you disagree with my number one, we've got issues. Number one, I think to have a truly great Christmas, I think you need more Jesus. I think you need more Jesus. Now, look, you know here on Sandy Creek Stirrings, we'll have fun. We'll produce an episode every now and then that's like this. It's just fun. Hopefully made you laugh. I laughed. and um, But I never leave it on just a earthly level, I want it to impact you in a spiritual way as well. And you know, I think too often at this time of year that's truly about celebrating Him, our Savior, I think too often we push Him to the side. Too often we push Him to the side and we don't even think about God we're too busy with the Christmas music and the fudge and the apple cider and the It's a Wonderful Life and all those things, which I think are great. I, I enjoy those things. But I think if we're going to have a truly wonderful Christmas, then it would be better if we could only have one 
to have more of Jesus in our lives and thinking about him during this time. You know, Thanksgiving is wonderful in that way. It reminds us everywhere to be thankful, be thankful, be thankful, be thankful, be thankful. And everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. But you know, sadly, when it comes to Christmas, often we get so wrapped up in gift-giving and Christmas music and all these things that we push them to the side and we barely think about them throughout the season. And that should not be so. If you want a truly wonderful Christmas, I believe, number one, you have to have more Jesus. Now, you say, well, how can I get more of Jesus Christ into my holiday season? That is a great question. Now, remember how I talked to you about this at the beginning of the episode? Well, in our next episode on Friday... Okay, on Friday, we will have an episode entitled How to Have a Christ Centered Christmas. Now, this isn't going to be a lot of, um, you know, theology per se. This is going to be a lot of practical things that you and your family or you personally can do to make sure you're having, can I put it this way? So you can make sure that Jesus truly is the reason for the season, and it's not just a saying you say. So here's some things I'm going to give you in the next episode that you can practically use. You can turn off the episode on Friday and use them right away. And so you'll want to make sure you pay attention for that episode, and we're going to have a great time on Friday. So Merry Christmas to you, my friend. But before you go, let me play a Christmas song for you. Today we have... O beautiful star of Bethlehem, O beautiful star of Bethlehem, and that's going to be sung by Dr. Scott Cottle, and that's from his CD, A Christ-Centered Christmas. Again, that's A Christ-Centered Christmas. You can buy that CD at drscottcoddle.com, and Cottle is spelled C-A-U-D-I-L-L, drscottcoddle.com. Go to his online store tab. You'll see a CD there entitled A Christ-Centered Christmas, a great CD, one I think you should add to your collection. And so we're going to be playing O Beautiful Star of Bethlehem with his permission. But my friend, until next time, Merry Christmas to you. And keep looking up, man, keep stirred up for the cause of Christ. Oh, beautiful star of Bethlehem, shining afar through shadows dim, giving a light for those who long have gone, guiding the wise men on their way unto the place where Jesus lay. Beautiful star of Bethlehem, shine on. Oh, beautiful star of Bethlehem, shine upon us until the glory dawns. Give us thy light to light the way. Beautiful star of Bethlehem, shine on, shine on. 
faithful star the hope of rest for the redeemed, the good and blessed. Yonder in glory when the crown is won. For Jesus is now that star divine, brighter and brighter he will shine. Beautiful star of Bethlehem, shine on, shine on. Oh, beautiful star, beautiful star of Bethlehem, shine upon us until the glory dawns, and give us thy light to light the way. Unto the land of perfect day, beautiful star.